0: When were the... What school's Who decides what the next...
1: Where's that story? Why
0: they keep the loop... What is this?
2: It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About
1: Chicago, the region, and its people.
2: Hi, I'm WBEZ producer Miles Bryan, and I'm here in our studio at Chicago's Navy Pier with Curious City questioner Gail Tate. Gail, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gail
0: Tate. From Naperville, Illinois, but originally from Chicago, grew up in Chicago.
2: Gail, you've had Curious City working on a question about the Illinois Lottery. Uh, You want to remind us what that was?
0: My question was, where are the proceeds from the Illinois Lottery going? I thought the proceeds were to go to education. So why are you interested in this? Because, as I remember, when the Illinois Lottery was proposed, there were people against that whole idea because it was gambling. And I thought the way it passed is because the people who are opposed believed that, OK, if this money is going to education, we can support it. Even I felt the same way. If it's going to education, we'll support it.
2: And were you voting? Uh, how long have you been voting? Here? I've been voting a number of years. But yes, I was voting age when the lottery started. It sounds like you suspect the lottery money should be going to schools, but maybe it's not. Do you feel like we're being sort of swindled here? Yes, very much so. I hear
0: the stories, especially this past year, about every school district having to borrow money, but yet the lottery continues. I see the commercials. I see people winning and wonder, where is this money going?
2: And have you met other folks that share this sentiment? Very much
0: so. Every time we get together and we're having some deep discussions, we, this topic comes up. Where is this money going?
2: Right, right. I've talked to a lot of folks who also have this question, and I do have a numerical answer for you, just the straight numbers. Uh, But I'd prefer to not give you that answer right now, because I think without understanding some of the history of the lottery, that's going to be a little misleading. Um, So what I'd like to do is is walk you through what I found and play some clips from interviews along the way. Uh, Is that okay with you? That's
0: fine, because I'd like to hear this history.
2: The story of what the Illinois lottery does and what it doesn't do for education so far basically falls into three acts. And Act One gets at why you and lots of other folks think the lottery should be doing more for education, and it starts way back in the early 1970s. So to get started, I went looking for someone who remembered the state debate around the lottery, and I found this guy named Charlie Wheeler. He's currently the head of the Public Affairs Reporting Program at the University of Illinois in Springfield, but back in the 70s, he covered state government for the Chicago Sun-Times.
1: The Chicago Sun-Times story that appeared on December 2nd, 1973, talking about how the lottery was approved by the Illinois General Assembly, had my byline on it.
2: So the first thing I asked Wheeler when I found out he knew about this was this big burning question that, Gail, I think you and I both had. The lottery was created to fund education in the state, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say that's probably the most prevalent myth about Illinois government, that the lottery was created to fund education. And that's simply not the case. The lottery legislation was part of a compromise package whose main purpose was to provide for additional funding to help out the Chicago Transit Authority.
2: Yeah, Gail, the lottery was started for commuters, not for kids. So (laughs) what do you think of that? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I just I never heard that at all. Right. So, you know, the follow up question I had obviously is how could so many folks in the state, you know, have got wrong what the lottery was was started to do. And he said, you know, you're not wrong to think that this was a big part of the debate. Uh, A bunch of previous lottery bills that had been debated in the state house would have funneled profits to education. Um, And just the bill that actually passed was different. So a lot of folks like yourself were probably tuned into those debates, he pointed out, and maybe just missed or weren't aware of the way the final bill turned out. So the lottery starts up in 1974. And for the first decade or so it's around, it's putting money into the state's general revenue fund. But then this kind of zany thing happens. In 1985, lawmakers in Springfield decided, hey, you know what? we should put the lottery proceeds into education. So it flips around again. And uh, here's Charlie Wheeler talking about it.
1: Legislators, they were, I guess, frustrated or tired or just fed up with having to explain to constituents, no, we didn't pass it for the schools. And they finally just said, all right, go ahead. We'll just put the money into the schools. So how are you feeling now, Gail?
2: Better, much better. (laughs) You still with me? Yeah. All right, that brings us into the second act of our story. It's 1985, the Illinois legislature has said, okay, all lottery profits are going to go to the Common School Fund. And, you know, that seems like it would mean the lottery was a big plus for schools in the state, right? Right. Well, actually, no. Pretty much everybody I talked to for this story, they all made this one big point, that lottery funding for education is basically a shell game. So money goes in one side and out the other. Here's how University of Illinois at Urbana professor Chris Mooney explains it. say you've got... Uh, $10 coming in from the lottery. Now, that $10 is earmarked
0: mark to go to schools. That's fine. Well, what if maybe the policymakers sitting in Springfield or wherever uh, say, well, uh, we were originally going to give $100 to the schools from the general fund, but now here's $10 coming from uh, the lottery, so why don't we just give $90 to the uh, schools from the general fund? We'll have the same amount for the schools,
2: and we can use that $10 for something else. So Mooney says that legislators have ended up thinking about the lottery as, quote unquote, free money because it's revenue coming in without politicians having to go out in front of taxpayers like me or like you and say, hey, I want to make the case to raise taxes on you. You What's your take on that, Gail?
0: A, A bit disappointed. My vision for the lottery is that that money would be over and above what is allocated and budgeted for the schools
2: and would help the schools. All right. So maybe that's that's part of the answer to the question, but there's more to the answer here. Back in 1986, Illinois lottery money was about 20 percent of everything the state spends on education. But by last year, that number had fallen way down to just about 7 percent. And to be fair, a big reason for that is that Illinois spends a ton more money on education these days than it did in the 1980s. But part of the reason for that is because lottery profits have sort of petered out ever since the early 90s. And one reason for that, I found, is that legislators in Springfield just could not resist the prospect of more free money. Uh, They legalized riverboat casino gambling in the state in 1990, and in 2009, they legalized video gambling. When the lottery first came around, it was the only gambling in town besides horse racing. And uh, it was exciting. Uh, here's a clip of an old Illinois lottery commercial we dug up.
1: And if I win a million, it could change my life. New car, new house, new rings for my wife. Our cruise around the world
0: It's the thing to do, because they'll hand me 50 grand a year till 2002.
2: That's yeah, pretty great, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but we found a bit from a more recent ad as well. Uh, this is for a casino in Displanes that opened a couple years back.
0: Chicago's newest gaming and in- the entertainment destination opens July 18th, featuring the newest slot machines and hottest table games, with seven unique dining and nightlife options.
2: All right, so, Gail, which one of these ads is more exciting?
0: Of course, the second one, for sure. More, uh, more things to do. The other one's kind of hokey <laughs> these days.
2: Chris Mooney, the professor, he told me that these other kinds of legalized gambling in Illinois, they've basically eaten into the lottery. Um, and that's eaten into lottery money for schools. The third act uh, starts in 2009, and that's smack dab during the middle of the Great Recession, as you probably remember. So in the summer of 2009, uh, then-Illinois Governor Pat Quinn signed a massive capital construction bill you know, for roads, for bridges, all sorts of construction projects in the state. We know our economy needs a
1: boost in the best traditions of Illinois. We want to roll up our sleeves in a bipartisan way and make sure we put our people to work.
2: But the bill cost a ton of money, so legislators went looking for some cash. And where do you think they turned?
0: To the lottery.
2: The lottery. So lottery legislation paired with the capital bill actually capped how much money goes to schools. From 2010 on, anything over that cap goes into the capital projects fund. That's free money to fund job-creating construction projects. Roger Eddy was a Republican legislator at the time.
1: That appeared to be, hey, we can't raise income taxes uh, at that time because of uh, economy. You know, lotteries and other forms of gaming are, are kind of a voluntary tax.
2: When you wrote to us, you asked where Illinois lottery money was going and whether some of it was going to education. And here's the short numerical answer. Last year, the Illinois lottery contributed about $678 million to fund education in this state. That's about 24 percent of all the money the lottery took in that year. But that, you know, simple version of the answer is a little bit misleading because it's more complicated, right? You know, there's a cap now on how much money goes into education. And uh, really, when the money comes in on one side, it's, it's often going out the other side. So knowing all that we know now, uh, I thought it would be a good time to think a little bit about what we should expect from the Illinois lottery in terms of school funding. And I want to play some tape from uh, Roger Eddy again, because in addition to being a former legislator, He's actually the current executive director of the Illinois Association of School Boards. So he sort of has a foot in both camps here.
1: I think everyone gets frustrated when uh, you know, something that was supposed to increase funding for education didn't turn out to really do it in, in the manner that maybe everyone perceived it would. Uh, I, I would say that going forward, we need to rely on sustainable and reliable sources of revenue to fund our schools and, and not play these shell games.
2: And Gail, you know, that's pretty much the overarching sentiment I got from everybody I reached out to for this story, that we're all sort of expecting too much from the lottery. Folks playing it have done so under the impression it does more for the schools than it actually has. And legislators have been kind of quick to turn to the lottery and other forms of state gambling because it's money that doesn't come with a political price. So hearing all this, how are you feeling about your question at this point?
0: Uh, oh, I feel like I got an answer. I'm I'm better educated. At this point, though, I'm not sure if the people who are supporting the lottery regularly were that concerned about this other issue. As people hear this story, there might be some people who drop off. And and then I would suggest they donate directly to the school. Do
2: you have any lottery-playing friends?
0: Uh, i got a couple of relatives at play, so I'm going to educate them. <music> Reporting for this story came from Miles Bryan and our question from me, Gail Tate. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City is supported by the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, offering a Master of Science in Historic Preservation. A two-year program, students are taught archival documentation, building conservation, and architectural history. Students benefit from internships, fieldwork, and community engagement projects. The Master of Science in Historic Preservation Program offers unparalleled training in Chicago, the birthplace of modern architecture. Apply by February 1st. Details at saic.edu backslash CuriousCity.
2: Next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Here we go. Here I've we always go. worried about getting stuck in yeah, one of these. That's not the
1: best idea. Whoa, well, there we go.
2: Revolving doors. They're everywhere in downtown Chicago, but not so much in other cities. They really look at revolving doors like a meat grinder. For every hundred that we do in Chicago, LA does one. What keeps Chicago spinning? That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.